0: Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Thoughts on Demand. Thank you for downloading the show. This week, Jake and I delve into the men of Hollywood that I would go gay for. We then find out that I let myself get triggered in life way too much. We followed up with some Killer B and TikTok, not like the kind of clock that you're thinking about. And then we teach you how to quickly break up a bonfire party. Uh, We also talk about how I got my eyebrows burnt off by one of my friends. Now it's time for some business. Please remember to subscribe to the show. Share it with a friend. That is the most important thing. Thank you for all you do out there and sharing it to help us grow our audience. And if you could, please remember to subscribe. Send that link to a friend. Follow us on Twitter at Tod Podcast, Find us on Facebook at Facebook backslash Thoughts on Demand. All right, everybody. Hope you enjoy the show. Demand. Oh, my yes. On. Demand. YouTube's called Tiny Desk Concert? Tiny Desk Concert.
1: Yeah, um, and it's done by NPR, I guess. NPR Music called NPR Music Tiny Desk Concert. And they got all these dudes, like, well, bands, and they're, like, set up in this little fucking desk area, area like, uh, with bookshelves and shit behind them, and knickknacks and shit, and they're all fucking jammed in this little desk area, and they're fucking
0: playing Is music. it a podcast?
1: No. I don't, you know what, honestly, I don't know. Maybe it
0: Tiny is. Tiny desk concerts. All right, and, so what bands have you listened to on
1: there? Uh, I was just listening to um, Anderson Pack and the Free Nationals. I just started that one. I just got done okay. listening to Gary Clark. Um, he did Pearl Cadillac, and uh, I forget another song. I love G- Gary Clark, by the way. I don't know if you really
0: Gary Clark Jr. Yeah, he's good, dude. He's yeah. Good. Oh my God, he's. I'm not even in the mood for him though.
1: <sighs> I mean, there's a performance he did on the uh, Howard Stern show that was just mm. awesome. Um, I forget the name of the song, but I mean, it's just it just. I don't know, man. I I really like the guy's performances. Yeah, he definitely gives it his all. Um, and he actually plays instruments, which is really a surprising thing nowadays. I don't think a lot of artists play instruments. They're mostly in at you know mixing soundboard bullshit.
0: Yeah, they, that that is the problem, dude. You start to listen to it, and it's just a bunch of rehashed shit from something else. Somebody's just sampled something, and mm. it's just drums. It's it's just completely computerized beats. That's all it is. And yeah. And so when you do find an artist that can actually still play an instrument, it's it's really kind of refreshing.
1: Well, not only an instrument, but I mean the guys just and he can sing. You know, he's not using auto tune. Mm-hmm. You know, and he can sing on multiple levels with different types of songs. Where, you know, it can be upbeat, he can be loud. It can be an intense song, and then he can take a step back, like Pearl Cadillac, and um, you know, a soft. It's it's a loving song. It has like a nurturing voice to it, and I don't think you get a lot of that. That's that's when you to me that's when you notice an artist you know is truly special is when they have those kind of gifts like Chris Cornell you know he had different levels of singing he had a different yeah, he did, I know you don't
0: like him I know you hate man, him Man Soundgarden was is awful Audio Slave was good but Soundgarden was bad and you hear so many stories about him being such a prick that you you're like all right I can't even listen to his music cuz every time I listen to his music or a new album comes out everybody who talks about working with him on the album hated him and then his 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 solo stuff was awful, awful too Soundgarden had a couple cool songs but honestly, have you ever heard that uh, Peter Frampton version of Black Hole Sun? Way better than the Sound Gardens. Really? Dude, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm drinking my coffee here. No. But yes. No, uh, no, no. Dude, way, way, way better. Because it's just saying, Peter, it's Peter Frampton-y, so it's kind of like that. Just, uh, have have I'll send it to you. Out. You'll have to check it out. You'll have to check it out.
1: But part of what you said there, like you're you're allowing... You know, the politics of what people say or, you know, how it was working with him, yada, yada. That, you know, that doesn't have any bearing on how the music sounds to me, on how the song moves me. But somehow it comes
0: through in his voice to me. That's the weird part. I guess that is maybe me projecting it, but I start to listen to it. And you're like, all right, I I heard an interview with you and you're just kind of whiny and this song is kind of whiny. So, all right, you're just kind mm -hmm. of whiny. Um, but he's got some great stuff. Like Audio Slave, I think most of their stuff was actually pretty good. But all then right, so- again, I really liked the music of Rage Against the Machine, but I wasn't a huge fan of that dude's voice.
1: Right. Well, here's, a, all right, here's an example
0: Dave Grohl. Yeah, dude, that man. Okay. F- there you go. If I, I mean was gay. That- if I was gay. <laughs> <laughs> and not only if I was gay, I would totally be his bottom. Like, there's like three dudes. All right, look, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> This is going to go a little <laughs> off topic, and don't judge me for this one. Dave Grohl definitely would be his bottom. Ryan Reynolds, I would be his bottom, but I feel like he is a bottom, so I might have to be his top. But that's still, I'm going by his decision. It's okay. It's a, I'll do what he wants me to do. I'll be a top if I have to. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of one. I know I feel like I've got one more in there. But I'm not quite sure, cause like Sean Connery Oof. too, man. Like,
1: you he can was like, one hey. more in there," you're saying, huh? Yeah, if Sean Whoa. Connery was like, "Hey,
0: I'm, I'm gonna fuck you," I'd just be like, I, "I, I can't really say no to you," but I don't want to, but I can't say no. <laughs> Man, that just, silence is making me know, worry. That I it's have not gone even too worried. Far. It's just you know I'm like
1: I'm I'm on a good vibe. You know, just listening to some good yeah. music and feeling it. You just hit me with that shit right off the bat, Like, God damn. Oh man. You yeah. always gonna take it down a fuck up path, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm right. sorry. <laughs> so you yeah, you're like Dave Grohl. What about Dave Grohl? No, but like okay. So, I mean, f- you take the Foo Fighters. You know, some of those songs are intense. They're heavy. But then, you know, you take, he did a performance, um, God, I forget the Tiny Dancer. TV show. Tiny Dancer. There you yeah. go. Just that performance piece that he did on that show live, it, I mean, it's just a whole different level. You know, the guy's just an artist. It's, it's a blast to watch that guy perform.
0: Well, cause he is that true artist, he holds court in that room, mm-hmm. you know when, when he's on stage, the stage is literally his. There's not very many guys that are like that you know um I know one of them that I saw that completely blew me away was Buddy Guy, old blues guy, and when I saw him, I think he was seventy seven and oh, this shit. dude just played and played and I, I with energy and precision of a kid that like he, or uh, somebody in their prime. Like he, in his prime, he never diminished as he got older and I remember one song he did, I don't even remember what song it was because he had such a long just like jam in the middle of it Mm. but he literally walked up and down every single Aisle, like the big main aisle of this auditorium. It was a, a house of blues, and so he walked through the entire crowd down in the pit, walked through all the bar areas, took an elevator up, and then walked through the whole upper balcony, shaking people's hands, playing the entire time. And he did that for probably fifteen minutes, and it was the most entertaining damn thing in the world.
1: It's seventy-seven years old.
0: At seventy-seven years old,
1: that's impressive. That, yeah, that's that's a show. You know, that's where that dude's earning every every dollar those tickets cost. Yes. Yeah, you know, and he did. He didn't sell out. It wasn't just some bullshit concert. He really put on a performance. Exactly. For the people. We've
0: talked about it here. I saw George Thorogood, and it was just mm. sad. Like you could tell, he was like desperate for the money. He didn't enjoy being up there. He wasn't good anymore. He knew it, and he was just hustling because he still had to make a buck. It was truly bad to the bone, huh? Yes, <laughs> dude. <laughs> totally. And buddy guy, he was up there, you couldn't you wouldn't even have to pay him and he would still do it for free because he looked like he was having that much fun. Now he might get off stage and be like, I hate every single person in that audience, give me a blunt. That might be the case, but you would never but you know. You never would have known. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't man, I just I enjoy music. I, I enjoy all or all, all sorts of types, man. It just depends on the mood. You mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what the hell you've been up to It's been a while I know, you know, I'm not even going to go with topic just, tonight I'm just going to let it man. roll I haven't talked to you in a while I'm just going to
0: bullshit That's yeah. what this Do, is you, gonna be I'm going to share a few just things Just so the listeners know <laughs> I've got two things that I thought about this week That I've actually got written down That I've got to talk about it And, right, and one of them is like Alright, hold on So there's an old school saying And with, with words having to be changed nowadays And verbiage being changed And having people let you oh, know What their, think. yeah their pronouns are I was like, man, you know an old school saying I don't think you could get away with anymore? And it's not mm. even bad, but that's the pot calling the kettle black. Because that saying could easily be misconstrued if you were somebody that was re- like, just ridiculous. Black, the pot calling the kettle black, even though they are totally cast iron and black because it's an old-timey saying, could right, still that's... be seen as racist because you're calling it black. Man, see, this...
1: All right, my brain never even went there. I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> I'm just thinking, here's, here's what I'm doing. You say that, and I'm picturing some cast iron cookware, and I'm like, I don't understand.
0: See, so yeah. yeah, my mind doesn't even go there, but I could see. Dude, I said that I said that so sentence sensitive. at a party the other day, and I actually stopped, and I was like, am I going to get yelled at for this? And I looked around, and I just kind of read the room, the temperature of the audience, and most everybody because they're rational people, we're fine. I had two people who were kind of giving me the stink eye, like, I'm not going to bring it up because I'm at a party right now, but if we were anywhere else, I'd call you a racist. You think so? Oh, dude. Because after that, because we were kind of in a group talking. There was maybe six of us standing around. And after I had said that, those two people broke away from the group and, you know, we were kind of mingling. We are at a party. So I kind of floated back over to this other group because there were a few other people we were talking to. And... Mm -hmm. Those two people again, completely cold after that, and walked away. I was like, "Damn, did did, did I offend them with that sentence? And I really think I did."
1: Man, you know what? That's sad though. If that's that's on them, that's sad for them. <sighs> I know, but because, it's growing. Man, it's, I guess that's where I just, I just stick with people that get it. Like I, and there is. And maybe it's the circles we run in, too, because, I mean, you kind of have... You, your friends are a lot more business as opposed to the people that, you know, I deal with. We're contractors, you know, we're laborers, we're, you know, blue-collar. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different. We have, like, these two different demographic groups that we're in when we're at parties. You know, and, dude, we? our when I'm in a contractor party and we have a bunch of different people there, and those people of all different ethnicities... And nobody gives a shit. Everybody cracks off-color jokes. It's a completely different atmosphere, but we all have a camaraderie, and we all treat each other well. And it's a it's a ball-busting thing, and everyone gets off on it. They all bust you each other off ba- on it. Wow. Well, you know what I mean. Everyone That's an enjoys it. choice of wo- it, words as we're uh, talking about
0: verbiage here. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but you know what I mean? Like it's a completely different thing. Where I mean, I. It just, I don't get it. Everyone has a good time and nobody sees it as a negative, but we all give each other shit about each other's Well, see, it's because there's that level of respect
0: in everything else you do. Everything else you do in your daily lives, at work, when you're outside of whatever it is, if you're relaxing time, You still have each other's back, you're still taking care of everything, and there's a level of respect. When you're busting each other's balls, it's because you are literally just busting balls. If somebody really came up and said something truly rude or offensive to this person, you'd be like, you'd stand up for them. And that's the difference. And everybody else there
1: would. You know, everybody else in that group would, too. It's Nobody takes... That's one thing that you run into with blue-collar people, it's respect. You don't shit on people.
0: You shit on people, you're not around much longer. So, you know. because race has become such a, a topic, I, I actually have a true question here. That uh, yeah. Give me your perspective. And, and you know, again, the, right. no right or wrong answer. There's there's probably a million different ways you could see this. So, I'm just trying to figure out which way would be the, the best way to see this. Right. At work today, there was an incident where a cop had to come in and take a report for a customer. Oh, shit. Dude, it was nothing serious. But it, it is what it is. She called. The police showed up. Like, they did their job. And I give them credit because... As small of an incident as this was, they still treated her with the utmost respect. It was important okay. to her, and without a fail, it was important to them. Like so, I, okay. I give them a lot of credit. But because you know we we really try to make everybody who f- comes into our building feel welcome, like that that is truly our 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 goal, and. I have a team that is great and they truly believe that too. So we offer, like if if a a customer comes in, you know, they're waiting for a little bit, hey, would you like a water? So to us, he was in our building, you know, we're going to treat him just like a customer. And so we all asked him, every single employee, I didn't realize this, asked him separately, would you like a water? Like they were walking past him and all had like, we were never seeing him together. So everyone's like, hey, how are you doing? Everything okay? Would you like a water? And so I was the last one to offer him because I was the last one to see him. And he's like, I don't need a goddamn water all right i've been offered 27 <laughs> times and i'm thinking i'm like okay dude like that was a racy reaction but i didn't realize you've been asked 27 <laughs> times prior if you'd like water but at the same uh-huh. time i'm thinking of this as a race perspective and his race doesn't necessarily matter but he is a absolute different race than i am and we are all were different diversity there and i was just thinking like man if that came off to anybody else, are are you mad why? Especially being that, you know, you're a cop and you've taken a lot of heat out in the public and we're all just trying to make sure, hey, you're here. We want to make sure you feel like you're at home. Like, we want to show you respect. Would you like something to drink while you're waiting around for your, your person that you're taking a report for? And yeah. I don't know why, but it bugged me. It bugged me. And I the got the fee- Well, because I don't know how to take things anymore if I am interacting with somebody of a different race, it should just be super easy and, and normal and human. But because I see this TV and as like, here's now as a white guy, I'm like, I don't know how I should act because dude, I, I don't know right. what I'm going to say. That might be misconstrued. Man, I'm even stop though I'm you just right trying here. to be nice.
1: I'm going to stop you right here. You got to stop thinking like that. You got to stop thinking of yourself as a white dude in a situation. Just be you. That's the most important part. You're not a
0: dick. I know you. Well, see, the problem is, because I've been don't called care. a racist so many times for nothing that I'm trying to figure out, like, well, what what can I say and do? Because even when I'm trying to be nice, I get this attitude, and I, I cannot tell. You just have to, man, you just have to ignore it and just move on.
1: And yeah, man, sometimes people, you know, they'll, maybe they'll coil up, like, because they're, you know, you said something that... Man, like, okay, the pocket black thing, right? Yeah. Those people, they coiled up. They're like, ah, fuck, I don't know. I don't really like that. Whatever. Move on. You keep going. Maybe they'll meet you a few more times and they'll realize, hey, that's, that's, this guy is different. He's not who we thought he was. And I think that's the most important part. You just be you. See, but you that's also you do being you right now.
0: Because I think a lot yeah. of people nowadays they see that one instance, you get that one caption, you get that one soundbite that's on news, Mm. Twitter, Vine, whatever it is, and that is now the box they have just put you in. So for them, if they recoil because I called the pot or the pot called the kettle black or whatever the hell it is, they have now put me in a box, and I am in that box forever. Kind of like when we talked about how come there's no crappy people or bad people who are reincarnated. We were talking about on that one show, like how come no one ever says, oh, you're the reincarnation of Hitler. Like it's always somebody great from history. So, bad people don't have the ability to come back as a good being now because redemption doesn't happen you're in that box man
1: you know what then- honestly you got to think how many times are you going to see this person again? so if they put you in that box, man, that's on them, then they really don't get to know you, and that's just how I move through my day like i I treat everybody the same I don't give a shit you're just a person, so you know, here's if you're the big a shitty question, person, then. well, then you're a shitty person, but I just how come... man, i don't even think about it.
0: How come that narrative of like, all right, I agree with you. You just your actions speak louder than words. So mm, yeah, you know when, sure. whatever you're doing to people, that that's not necessarily the big thing. It's how you actually treat them. You know, like you said, you can you can talk trash with your buddies over at a barbecue, all that kind of stuff, and, and they're fine with it because at the end of the day, you're going into the gas station, you grab water, you grab them one too, and it's not even a question. You don't ask them for a buck. It's just like, hey man, you know, here's here's a here's a water for you. I was thinking about you when I went inside. Whatever it might be. You know or you're picking up breakfast for everybody when you're coming to the shop and you get breakfast for everybody. Oh, well, yeah. he can't hate me. He got breakfast for everybody. Like, yeah, every, you know he he takes care of us. That kind of stuff. Whatever it might be. I guess the point is is how come whenever like you watch the news, you watch TV now, they push the bad aspect of it, but they're never saying like, hey, how about you just calm your shit. Cool your tits, whatever it is, and just kind of maybe talk. Dude, and
1: this is the problem. This is why I don't watch news. Don't watch that, that shit. It's it's crept
0: but into it's everything. A problem. All of social it's, media now is news. That's like, there's why, not even Dude, you
1: have to avoid it. And the reason being, the only reason this shit gets everybody so worked up is because they can sell ads. Everybody see, sells ads. They sell time. Just move on.
0: Live your daily life at home. I agree with you. In your bubble. And I'm saying, and, get rid of. But you, the general population here, how many people are on social media? Would you uh, would you say that? the majority of people are on some sort of social media at some point throughout the day? Probably. What percentage, 80? I don't fucking know. A lot. The yeah, if you take out the old generation, like grandma generation now, the, okay. the 90 to 70s, and even then you have a big chunk of those population on social media... But social media is news now like do you go through a Twitter feed? you go through Facebook? All it is is political all day. That's long. why I avoid it. It's ridiculous. And you so if you're on social media, you can't help but see it because 80% of the stories are like just political political political
1: I, I disagree. I think it's what you allow yourself to look at. I'm on social media. I don't look at any of that. I keep in contact with a few friends I have online. I keep in contact with a few family members online, and I keep in contact
0: with a garden group. But even through and that... that's it. Even through I, that, when you're going through that feed, not, they have so many sponsored or promoted ads. Don't look at ads. It. But you, Because there's interesting shit, too, because that's I'm also I, what I'm looking for is, like, I am looking for maybe a cool science article, whatever. But to find those, you still have to scroll through everything, and you see a picture, and you see a caption, so and you read the caption. And you're like, oh, my it's, God,
1: it's just a bummer so you, all day long. Wait, while. wait, 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 wait. So you're being triggered.
0: No, I'm not being like. Oh. I just don't want to see it. But I guess you're right. I but am you. Being- I- it is. It is. It's catching my attention, and it forces no, you to it's look. It's triggering
1: at you, it. man. It's triggering you Damn. to look at it. You're being fucking triggered. So you're allowing yourself to buy into this shit. Well, it's I'm- unavoidable. I'm serious. Where-,
0: where can I go where I can just no, find I- science I- articles I- or the- cool videos?
1: Go search that shit. Go but when directly. you're,
0: that's what I'm trying to say: is in the middle of searching it, they weave so much of this other stuff in, I can't Ma'am, avoid it.
1: But it's you're allowing
0: it to grab your eye. That's on you. But okay, again, yeah, I'm not saying me because I don't necessarily hit it. Okay. I'm other saying the majority are. of people, though, stop and read it. That, I'm not talking about us. I'm talking as a bigger picture. How do you get those people? Because you're saying that's the problem, and I agree with you. Those those articles are the problem. How do you now start to curb the situation of the group of people, the majority of people right. who are stopping and reading this on a
1: daily Okay, basis? so you're, you're talking in large scale, right? You're yes. Like all I'm not talking of... about me personally because right, me, hold I on. scroll
0: on. past that shit.
1: Hold on. hold on. So you're talking about when you meet these people, right? How do you influence these people? You do it by your daily. Everybody has to buy in. You can't just say, how am okay. I going to influence this big group of people? Because you're not going to fucking run into those people in your daily life. Only but on the do. internet. you do. I, so you no, run no, into no. these people Hold on.
0: everywhere you go.
1: Hold on. You're right. You do. So by you being you and handling your business the right way, it's, it's affecting these go people. It, it,
0: I'm, I'm still referencing bigger. You can still okay. go about you, but we're only maybe a couple people. So we're outnumbered by the Tards. But right what now. I'm saying is everybody's got to do that. So it, that's my can't. question. How do you start to get everybody to do that? Who's going to be the social media person, the news outlet? Who's going to be the first one to step forward? And how come no one is? How come you care? Because on my daily basis, I run into this cop that's an asshole because people were trying to be nice to him. So move on. You're only going to see him one time. Great. And then I run into the next person. And you're starting to run into more of these people to where it's almost difficult to go out in public and have to interact with the large-scale population because there are so many people who just want to get triggered and are rude and even though you're trying to be nice, they don't care. Man, but it's so minute in your
1: day. Oh, dude, you're lucky if it is. I yeah, I I'm just not seeing it cuz I mean, I man, I deal with a lot of people every day. But for the most part, it's the same people. I have the same customers. I have the same coworkers. I have I have my business revolves around a certain other individual's businesses. So I'm around those people on a daily Monday through Friday. The only real public interaction I have is when I have to go to the store or when I have to go to another public business. But okay, so in those rare. public
0: businesses, are you starting do you, because me ten years ago, I feel like in the general population I ran into maybe five percent of the people who were assholes. No, I feel not like at now
1: all. it's ten to twelve. You know what though? I I think it really depends on how you engage. I engage everybody, I do. I I don't give a shit who it is. I'll see some lady or any guy. I don't even care. It could be. I, it doesn't matter. I don't give a shit what they look like. If there's some young punk, you know, grunge looking kid, whatever. I, I, hey, how you doing? Good afternoon. I give everybody that respect, and you'd be surprised at how people react. I but I engage it,
0: and you know, when I walk past somebody. I don't ever not say anything. I'm going? talking this up to where you live then. Because I'll tell you, man, I, I even, even here is so much better than it was in like, the other places I've lived. But even here, I feel like I'm still starting to hit more of them. And maybe it is because it's a bigger city. That, I, and I'm, I'm Because if you're running into a lot of the same people that you know and it is a little bit more like you might run into these people again occasionally in like, a neighborhood or something like that, mm. then maybe that, that you actually do get a little bit of a different level. And it comes down to the familiar Familiarity.
1: Man, you know what, though? But I, I'm i going to disagree. Uh, a couple years, two years ago, we were in Chicago for a few days. The wife and I went on a trip. Went downtown, and we stayed downtown. And, you know, man, Chicago's a lot, any, like any big city. There is everybody and every culture there all over the damn place. And um, I'm not afraid to talk to anybody, you know. And we, we ended up going to Chinatown, and um, we were just walking around. I mean, it, was, it was weird because we were the only white folks we went on a sunday morning i guess that's a big thing in the chicago chinatown area um you know a lot of the restaurants are doing like family brunches and stuff whatever we went and we're the only people there and yeah i could feel people looking at us but i didn't give a shit i was right in there with everybody hey how you doing morning man just you could see that because once i had a few people that were talking and we were laughing i could feel those eyes disappear and they realized like oh this guy's not here to be a dick he's here to have fun with us you know, I'm no different than any of them. And it was, I could feel that weight be lifted. So, was it my paranoia that I have to get these people to like me, even though because I'm different? I don't know what it was, but I don't care. I just, whatever. We go where we want. And I'm not going to be, you know, scared of
0: different people. Okay. All right. I guess, I don't know. It...
1: I don't know. Maybe it is weird. Maybe it is the Midwest. That's a little bit different, but I don't know. I think, too, it's a perception. If you are calm and you're cool and you, you don't give off that vibe like, man, I got to be nervous because, you know, this
0: guy's different. You just, just be I hadn't you. been until just recently. I hadn't been until maybe the last year because I don't know how many times I am just being me like, hey, I'm offering this guy a water. Yeah, And he's just lost his shit Because I'm sorry everybody tried to Take care of him when it was being polite So is, so I mean, throughout is a daily that, basis When people come in I'm like hey how can we help you today And they either don't respond don't look at you Say I don't need you And then the funny part hey. is that the 30 seconds Later when they come back and they're like hey now I need you I'm like oh okay great so we can be a person now Okay great let's, See, let's go ahead that, and do this all right, but you, that you're allowing that to bug you, because I get that too, and I just well, move on, like whatever.
1: After and, you, and here's after the other part: you don't fifty
0: you, times a day, it does kind of get to you, because you start to add it up, and you're like, damn, a lot of these people are just ruining their in their lives. All right, but hold on, how many times have you
1: been walking and you're in your own in your own thoughts? You've got fifty things on you. I got to do this. I got to do that. And you're not paying any attention. You're walking. You're, you've got a mission. You're headed somewhere.
0: No. How many times do you miss I, somebody saying I'm always saying cognizant of you... people around me because I don't, I don't ever want anybody uh, to ever catch me off guard. So I am always, always on guard to see always? Sure. So, always. That's a guarantee, 100%. You've never I, missed people anybody? People have said it to me because if they, if they kind of give me that snarky like, hey, I said hello or some shit like that, I'm like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. I told I, I apologize. All right, but, that, you, but right there, man, you missed one. So how many of those people didn't get snarky and were just like, well, fuck that guy? You're right, you're right, but literally I am the only person within 10 feet of you, and you are a foot and a half from me. And I say, good morning, how can I help you? Like, you look at me and make eye contact with me, but continue to walk. If you didn't make eye contact with me, you might have not heard me. You might have been an older person, can't hear you, whatever. But when you look at me and you're watching me speak and you just keep walking, you're an asshole. Because all all I've said is good morning.
1: Yeah, but so that's. But got, see, okay, this it. is my point. That's on
0: them. You say, I, I get. You're saying move on. And I'm not saying yeah. it's bugging me. The point of the conversation was is I see this more and more happening more and more. And at some point, it is a problem because I think this is where it breeds all the anger with everybody else. And it needs to be curbed. But how do you curb it? You've got to curb it one person at a time. That's what I'm saying. But there's not enough good people who curb it one, per, one person at a time. And it's now more global. It's a bigger thing because I think what it is is when you're looking at social media all day and you're watching the news all day and that's the majority of people now.
1: There has to be
0: a large entity at some point who is going to curb this. So who is it going to be? Like who is going to step up and say, hey, we're going to quit infusing so much of this crap into the world. Again, I'm not talking about us. I'm talking big, big picture. Like at some point it's got to stop it.
1: So you're going to have to say somebody has to lead the charge. Yes.
0: And so who is it going to be and why is no one stepping up to that is the question. So step up. You lead the charge. Jake. You're a smart guy. Large company has to step up. Why is it a company? Because they have the influence. Whether you like it or not, Google, Amazon, Facebook, Twitter, they have the influence over the mass of people in the world.
1: Why couldn't it be a president? It could be. It be uh, it's global, not going to be me leader. unless
0: this po- unless this podcast blows up and that's all we do.
1: Yeah, I, I just can't let that shit bother me. I, I I got one life to live. I'm here for maybe eighty years if I'm super lucky. I just don't have the time, and I'm not going to let it bug me. I move on. I just that's my focus. I I can't worry about that big shit. I got kids to raise. I got things to teach them. I have morals to instill in them. And I don't want them to live in a stressed-out world like that either and think about those things. I want them to look at the big picture, and that's that's it. Hey, one quick thing. Well, before I forget this, you said you were offering water. That's how this whole conversation started. Mm. I just want to give a big thank you to all the electrical workers from all over the country that are here in Wisconsin helping get people's power back up and running. Uh, we had some really bad storms rip through here the other day, and we've got tons of people without power, lots of damage um there's been people so that storm through there's the whole people. state uh yeah good chunk of it The good uh central northwest uh, i'm sorry northeast yeah it hit us real real bad there's towns that are completely devastated and um this morning early i take that back it was Mon- monday morning mm-hmm. um we have a big parking lot outside of, of our building where we all park and mm-hmm. uh we pulled up and there was and the other manager and i always get in first and we pulled up and there was about 30 service trucks there and a bunch of guys they were all out you know kind of huddled around a main little pickup truck i'm assuming was their foreman and um they, they just we said hey you, you guys come here to help and he said, yeah we just got in town from tennessee so uh we actually in our in our store we have a big um we've got a freezer we've got a big kitchen we've got all sorts of food and everything like come on in guys come get some coffee come get some waters come fill up your coolers with ice um you know, we had all these guys come in, gave them restroom facilities, and just took care of them to get them back out on the road. Just a big thank you to all them. And then uh, we had another crew come in from Minnesota this morning that we took care of, and uh, just trying to look out after these folks. They're they're trying to help out the community here. Just a big thank you to them. So, how many
0: people did they bring in from out of state for that?
1: Man, I can't tell you. I mean, we have probably a quarter mile stretch of road. We actually our building is across from the We Energies facility in wisconsin and um it's a big facility it's about a quarter mile stretch of road and this morning it was lined all the way up and down from the stoplight to we energies a quarter mile each way it was just all service trucks and our parking lot was full again this morning
0: so granted it's 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 so altruistic because they do want to come out and these guys are coming out and help but at the same time they're probably making a crap ton of money but they are coming up they are and it's kind are, of a win-win because people need the convenience of electricity. But at the same time, God, if you think about from the business side of it, how much money are they losing a day? Because you probably pay, you know, if your power bill in the summertime is a little bit higher, what, 140 a month, we'll say is probably average. Would you agree?
1: Um. Yeah, I'd say that's fair.
0: Yeah, 140 is fair. So yeah. 140 times every house a right. month. Not to mention so business. daily, if you break up 140, divide that by 30, what do you come up with?
1: I'm not doing that math. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, one four,
0: that? 120 divided by, uh, divided by 30 <laughs> is going to be like four. So 140 divided by 30 is like four and a half dollars, so five dollars. We'll, we'll say 450 to make it fair. So right. how many houses are in town? How many town- people do you have living there? 180,000. Figure four people a house. So it's 180 divided by four, right? What is that?
1: Once again, I'm not doing that math. <laughs>
0: 180 divided by four is 45. So 45 times five. So that's, uh shit, add an extra three. So that's two. That can't be right. 2.2 million a day? No, $225,000 a day. that, they that make. up. Okay. Did get that added? I got that added. It's $225,000 a day just for 100 and some thousand houses. So you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, if that's the that's, case, that's it, millions of dollars a week that they're losing to have their power down. So they really that wasn't, need to get that back up.
1: That's just our town.
0: I know, that's what I'm We're saying. We're
1: talking there's I mean, there's towns that are just decimated. it's bad. It's so bad. for
0: them they can pay as much overtime as possible because for every house that's out, they're losing five dollars a day.
1: And these guys, you know what though, but here's the other thing. These guys are working in really dangerous conditions. You know, there's a oh, lot for sure. of, There was a guy actually killed nobody died, thankfully, nobody was injured or killed in the tornadoes all over the state. One guy died Cars yesterday trees. He got crushed by a falling tree. So it's it's, yeah. it's just, it was bad all around, you know. And, you know, everyone but, asks
0: what a tree sounds like in the woods when no one's around to hear it. But what does a tree sound like when it's falling on a guy? I mean, that's the real not question. Good. Yeah, I just, oof, man, that's. I guess there's a lot worse ways to go, especially when in, involving a tree. You know, crushed to death is pretty quick. You could be impaled. That'd be awful. You fall into a tree like somebody mm. falling in a parachute through a tree. You know, that yeah, yeah. would suck. Um Poison, that'd be a horrible way to go. Well, it depends uh, on the poison. Need. Yeah, well, if it's a tree poison, I mean, it's probably going to kill you pretty slowly. And it's probably going to be pretty violent.
1: Technically, cocaine's a poison, but you party on that and you okay. go out that way. That's, that's a fucking that's, blast That's
0: a good, tr- uh, you know what? A giant Just Venus flytrap eating you, that'd be a really shitty way to go. Very shitty, yep, dude. Very shitty. <laughs> okay, giant Venus that <laughs> made me th- this <laughs> week. I posted early on the Facebook page this week. Uh, I was looking up crabs. I don't know where this came from. There is a crab in this bay in Japan, and its body, I think it weighs like nine, ten pounds, which you're like, that's not that oh, big of a crab. Shit. That's a big fucking crab. That's a big fucking crab. Its legs are 12 feet wide. They're skinny-ass legs. T- 12,
1: dude. So six all foot th- on each side?
0: Yeah, yeah. Six foot on each side and a giant body, and I'm like, fuck, how much butter uh, would you have to bring to dinner?
1: I don't know. That'd be a delicious son of a crap. Yeah, but is, because you know there.
0: what? Like, think about it. Like, veal, veal, those tiny little cows. That, and I, Okay, hold on. I don't know if anyone's ever actually thought about this or seen this, but, you know, I, I know it was a awakening for me. Do you remember driving past that veal farm? And I was like, are they fucking raising dogs over there? What's going on with all those doghouse igloos? And you're like, dude, that's a veal farm. And I was like, oh, they put in a <laughs> tiny little dog igloo. That's oh, those are cows. Holy crap! Well, they they also
1: use them as calf houses, but yeah, that one was a, that particular one was veal. Yeah,
0: definitely a veal. And all I could keep thinking about is that little baby cow and that little igloo saying moo, moo, and I'm like, fuck, God, you're so tasty and delicious, and you make it such a such a delicious moo. Yeah, it's such a delicious moo. Anyway, <laughs> what oh, we're talking man. about it's the giant crab. Yeah, dude, is it one of those things where? Tinier crabs taste better, like veal tastes better than regular beef because it just hasn't had that, it it doesn't have that same kind of, has that big muscly feel to it. It's just really super tender. Or would a giant crab be good because it has just a little extra bite to it? It's a little or more even, meaty.
1: even like fish, a two-year-old salmon is going to be way more flavorful and delicious than a big four-year-old. It'll be exactly. tough and
0: disgusting. Is it, so is it that way with these yeah. crab? But, and as much as I'd love to try it, these things are being super crazy outfished, which I don't blame them. They're probably easy to catch. You throw a net down there it's 12 outfished? feet wide. Huh? What isn't outfished? What isn't outfished? That's true, man. That's true. And Okay, let me ask you this because I eat a lot <laughs> yeah. of farm-raised salmon. And I Ooh, don't see. That's not any good for difference. you. Why? <laughs> the farm. I thought there's more
1: mercury in them. I at think least it that's, better. You think it tastes better?
0: Well, dude. Okay, so I was listening to. I think it was a Radio Lab. They were going through it, and they were actually saying that the far, farm raised salmon live a better life and are are actually healthier than wild salmon at this point. And they they depends on where you're I getting can them see from. That but they're basically feeding them protein and then they're also eating stuff in the ocean cuz they're just big nets and they keep moving them and cycling through current so that it doesn't sit in one area and they don't just sit in their filth and they kind of keep them away from weird algae blooms and that kind of stuff and I was like I guess it would be that technical at this point. I guess it would. Like you you would try to keep them in healthier, fresher, perfect temperature water, all that stuff and you're you're feeding them to make sure that you're getting a higher yield and their yield is like less than pound for pound because not only are they feeding them some of this chicken stuff that's kind of like waste product anyway, so they're doing that, mm-hmm. they're also feeding them bug material. And you're like, ah, oh, that's interesting. Okay, so I want, and so I guess like pound for pound, salmon takes less to grow than beef or chicken or pork.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah, so for the farm salmon, I think it was like something like it was three quarters of a pound of feed produces a pound of flesh where with beef, it's something like five pounds or six pounds of feed gives you one pound of flesh.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: And Hey man, mercury tastes delicious. If that's the case, like, Hey, I said sushi last night, I had salmon earlier in this week. I mean, I'm going to have tuna fish salad next week. I'm already planning that out, you know, cause a good summertime tuna fish salad just sounds really good. So, I guess I, I've had probably a ton of mercury in my life. I don't know what the symptoms oh, yeah. of mercury poisoning are, but I feel like I'd probably be hitting them already. Yeah. Well, I know. I also we played used with, with all the thermometers f- f- when I was little. Oh, yeah. Those
1: were fun. Yeah. We used to eat a ton of fish from the lakes up north when we were kids, too. A lot of it. You know. We're going up there in two weeks. We're going to f- plan on filling the coolers with
0: fish and bringing them back. So. Lakes around here just aren't worth a shit. Still, lakes aren't anywhere are now not worth a shit. You have to stock them. Uh, all the lakes down here, they're all stocked. They're all everywhere well, the, is stocked. You can't fucking abuse
1: them. That's part of it too. All the invasive species are just you fuck up
0: lakes ecosystems really bad. Well, lakes are super easy to screw up, but you know what? Then you mm-hmm. get those crazy things like those Japanese flying carp that you have on the Mississippi, where you go and hunt them with bows and arrows.
1: I would love to do that. Here's why can't people eat those things? Why
0: you can't. can't eat them. I
1: don't know. Maybe they do. They maybe. bitch about them being such a problem, and there's so many of them, and they produce so fast. Well, fucking eat them.
0: God, maybe they taste like a, a Canadian goose, though. And It's just like, ooh. All right, oh, so no. the McFish no. tastes no. like Canadian geese. Who gives a fuck? Well, well I'm, I'm just, just pollock like, alone. M- maybe they just are awful. Maybe you bite into it and it just like tastes like eating a boot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck! This thing is just so tough and so rubbery, and it tastes like plastic. I can't do it. Okay, that people
1: eat lutefisk.
0: Yeah, but those, but there's not enough of those crazy dude, adventurous eaters. It's like people who eat gefilte fish.
1: Dude, that shit's put in lie. Yeah, that, yeah, that's
0: no. I'm people good. People eat. They
1: feed fucking the. What about the rotten shark that they hang?
0: Dude, I, I, I'm, I'm saying there's not enough of the people in the world. Americans are not going to eat that stuff. So you have to find what you're basically saying is that <clears> we need. A, that's see. Do you understand why these things are Japanese flying carp? Those people eat that shit. Japanese people love that kind of crazy shit. They're the ones that are eating uni and and the balut eggs and all that other stuff over there. They're cool with oh, these flying carp. Us, fuck that noise. The, tell them to leave the blue fucking tuna alone, now, bro. Did you see this article? I'm sorry, I'm kind of changing topics on invasive species. Did you <laughs> see this article that they're launching an investigation from the '60s and '70s about the, Like the CIA was developing Lyme disease and ticks. And they wanted to see if that was actually something that was done, you as like a biological be... weapon, and it got out. Come on, I don't know how much because I'm I'm assuming Lyme disease has been around from way before, the CIA, like 60s and 70s, 50s or 60s, whatever it was. Oh, so is anthrax, but they use that too. Yeah, but you're telling me that they infected. Is it like a killer bee situation? I I don't know. And secondly, one have you ever seen a killer beehive?
1: All right, let's just, let's just think about this for a second. So okay. the CIA develops Lyme disease, right? In ticks. In ticks. To yeah. use as a biological weapon. Yes. To win a war, right, theoretically? Or to theoretically. assassinate somebody?
0: Yeah. yeah. How fucking long does Lyme disease take to kill somebody? You're going to kill a whole fucking army with that? Come on. Well, I don't know. How long does it take? I actually don't know. I think it's, it's a fairly quick onset for Lyme disease. Mm. Do People can carry it for a
1: long time and not know, too.
0: Lyme disease onset time. Lyme disease, the rash may appear within 3 to 30 days, typically the onset of fever, typically before the onset of fever. So 3 to 5 days, so you're looking at 7 to 37 days before you're really feeling its effects. For a war, that's not that many days because if, if, if the range is 3 to 13, so you're really looking at 2 weeks-ish. So if you dropped a bunch of these ticks over there, that... Could be plausible.
1: I just, I just don't. The see
0: harder the... odds are: How do you know these people got hit by a tick? And it, a tick has to kind of be on you for a little bit. If it's on you for an hour, you're going to get Lyme disease. I don't know.
1: Well, all right. Do you remember the time we went turkey hunting? Do you remember pulling the ticks <sighs> off of us?
0: Dude, okay. So, I'm what just going to tell everybody to? this story. We quit really counting at hundred. Yeah. So okay. we we were sitting in a, a, a blind. And yep. it was in tall grass. And we had just full fatigues on. Uh, we had gloves on too because it was fairly cold. And I remember I tucked my pants into my socks. And I had like long underwear. So my long underwear were in tucked into my long wool socks. Wool socks pulled up and then I had the pants over. them. So everything was kind of covered up. I had gloves on and I had my long sleeve. And I had my long sleeve shirts tucked into my gloves as well. So I thought I was pretty well secured. And sun started coming up. And you're like, hey man, you got a tick on you. I was like, fuck, oh shit, we got a couple ticks on us. So we, we kind of had this jar that we were eating these uh, these pickled green beans out of and we'd finished. so there's brine in there. It was probably about an inch of brine. And we're like, fuck it. We just started picking these ticks off and putting them in the jar. And we started <laughs> counting them. I remember by the time we were done, there were so many ticks in that jar that their corpses were level with the amount of brine in the jar. That is correct. And we had stopped counting, but if you had to guesstimate Probably 150 to 200 ticks.
1: And they were big fuckers, too. Yeah, they were big. They They, were big. They were wood ticks, not deer ticks.
0: Yeah, and so we went home after that, and we had to do our tick checks. And you really made sure to remind me, put your leg up on the counter and spread your butt cheeks and really look into your butthole and your chode to make sure that they didn't go there. Because, you know, they do go into your warm, warm... (laughs) Hairy areas, try to say scared. Warm stay, and you know, dark. Secured. Yeah, warm and dark. So, uh, yep. I, I got very, very familiar with my beehole that day and realized I probably should bleach it a little more often.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> asshole.
0: Literally, an asshole, yes. Yeah. You're
1: right. yeah. yeah, the ticks, I just don't see. Just think about those as a biological weapon. I mean, you'd yeah, have man, to dump them off noise. by the fucking thousands. That's just insane.
0: But you'd have to drop those by. You'd have to drop airplanes of ticks that's it's disgusting a <laughs> you <laughs> that's would have so to drop an airplane gross. of ticks it would just be this cloud you're like what the fuck is that falling through the sky you'd have to drop an airplane of ticks to really probably make it worthwhile so i like i i'm with you man i'm like if you're gonna make this ridiculous claim you better have a little bit of information that makes it feel worthwhile right. but at the same time like that's the only way to make it justified but Here's the other part. How much taxpayer money do you want to waste on this? Because even if they find out, yes, the CIA made Lyme disease, what are you going to make us do, pay out a shit ton of money to the people who have all had Lyme disease?
1: You're going to pay forever. Lyme forever. Forever. Yeah,
0: ever. <sighs> this sounds like a okay, job move for Lillard and Scully. There you go. They, they need to get this one checked out. But what was that? Like killer bees, I guess. I mean, I've always been hurt. I've actually never looked this up, so maybe I'm just regurgitating garbage. But they all said killer bees were from a lab, right? Africanized yeah. bees. And mm-hmm. ah, Shit, dude, how long until they changed that?
1: They were, I, but I think it was... You know. <laughs> you're not no, going to be able
0: to call them Africanized and you're not going to be able to call them killer because they know that killer don't... bees are Africanized bees and that's just a bad combination too.
1: I'm just going to ignore you. Okay. Um,
0: <laughs> I
1: I don't think that they were trying to make a biological weapon with them, though. I think it was just they were trying to get um, more productive honeybees, and they really fucked up.
0: Yeah, yeah, you damn straight, dude. I mean, you hear the stories. These things chase people for a mile, you know, or I they people they, jump a pool.
1: I remember when they moved into Nevada when we were kids, and you'd get a you get one or two stories a year where somebody would stumble across a hive and get stung to death.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, we actually know somebody who was closely related to somebody who was attacked. Um, oh, the really? The kids that lived up the street, their grandfather had a riding mower, which in Vegas is super weird to have a riding mower, but whatever. Yeah. He does. was on a riding mower. He had a slightly bigger piece of land in the middle of the desert. Let's go ahead and grow an acre of grass because that's genius um but he drove over one of these hives in his riding lawnmower and they stung him Whoa. to death
1: what fucking kids was that
0: the two brothers up the street really yeah no shit yeah right, and I didn't, so I know uh, that. but i don't know man i i kind of asked earlier have you ever seen a killer bee beehive because they they don't really live in hives they live underground like a wasp or they live in stuff We're which occasion stuff happens. Or on we, I've seen when them on they the travel, where like, there's a
1: ball of them on the side of a house. Yeah,
0: so that's when the hive moves. The hive moves, and they travel, and they hang together in a ball to stay warm and to make sure that the whole hive is there to protect the queen. And then they move all as another huge hive. It's insane, dude. And they won't come out to do shit anymore. They won't mm. come out to do shit about them anymore. When you when you called somebody they're like, yeah, I don't know, what do you want us to do? They'll move in an hour.
1: Oh, okay. Fuck that.
0: You want a fun bee story?
1: Okay,
0: <laughs> so <laughs> this apartment that I was living in in California, when we moved in, I saw this little beehive and it was up in the wall, and I was like, I oh, was like two or three bees a day, whatever. I, I, I reported, and I was like, hey, you have a beehive. You might want to get that taken care of. And this was inside your house? This inside was the apartment? This was, so we, you got off the elevator, and there was like a little walkway to go down to the hall to our apartment. And, dude, okay. I, to the the if you took the elevator up, it was literally, a, you got off the elevator, our apartment was there. The only other way to get to that floor is you literally had to go to the other end of the building. And I'm not kidding, because it was such a big building, it was an extra... Six and a half, seven minute walk. Like fuck, I just want to go home. I don't want to go walk around the entire building to get back to my other side. You know what I'm saying? Because it was like right, it was so close to this one elevator. Everything else was so far away from it. Hmm. And so, when you got off the elevator, or out of the stairs, there's this little beehive? And I saw like four or five bees come out of it. And you're like, all right, I'll go report it. By the time this beehive gets big, they'll have it taken care of. Well, that was in October. Maybe earlier. I'm trying to think. Moved there in April. So no, it was like April May because it was still cold. The following January, it was still there. And so since we were in California. And how big was it by then? Well, you didn't know because it was completely within the walls. Oh fuck. And I had continued to report it this entire time. And you know what? I don't think it was January. I'm trying to remember because it must have been it must have been like August, September, because it was hot. But there was a hot day and the hot days some of the bees would come out of the hive because the hive would get too hot and they would just kind of hang on the wall. So there'd be days you're like, oh man, there's probably like 40 bees down my hallway. But as it got bigger and bigger, yeah, you'd be like, fuck. Well, one morning I woke up and I opened the door and I'm not kidding, dude, the wall was covered with thousands of bees. Thousands. And my door probably had 80 bees on it and I closed the door and a couple were in the fucking apartment. I had to kill them. I was freaking out. And I could not leave the apartment. So, as the day kind of went on, the bees started waking up and they started going out and doing shit. But at night, they would sleep on the walls when it would be warm out. So, there were still a lot of bees in this hallway. I mean, thousands of bees still. And they were all kind of on the walls and dormant, but there were a couple flying around at this point. So, I was able to kind of get out and I ran downstairs to the office and I started fucking yelling. I was like, You need to get up there and take care of this beehive. And I was like, You. And I grabbed the manager. I was like, You're coming upstairs with me. And she's like, Well, I know about the beehive. And I was like, Sure you do. Let's go take a look at it. And I stood on one end of the hallway and I said, You go walk to the other end of that hallway. And she said, "Oh no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not doing that." I was like, "But you make me do it every day." So go walk down to that fucking end of the hallway. And she looked at me. And I was like, "I'm not kidding. You start fucking walking." She got halfway <laughs> down that hallway and freaked out and came back. And I was like, "How do you feel?" And she's like, "I, I." I, and I was like, "You fix this goddamn thing tomorrow." I said, "I swear to God, I'm not fucking kidding. I am to the point. If I have to do this again, I'm making you go down that hallway and I'm not letting you come back." <laughs> I was pissed because. I yeah, I have been stung bad. by bees, and I don't do well. I, I start to get a little scratchy, but I've never actually gone in and get tested because it's never been bad. But I'm like, well, if I get stung by eight bees, I might die. Like, oh, one yeah, bee, I'm good. willing to take that risk. Eight bees, I might die. And so I start freaking out just a little bit. But it, 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 because it's California, you can't just send an exterminator to come out and kill them. Oh, so she fuck. had to get a special crew out to go in and remove the beehive and transport it to a new location. I would have just got some raid. Dude, it was, I'm not kidding. When they finally cut out this chunk of ceiling, it was like four by six or seven feet.
1: Oh my God, that's huge.
0: So that beehive- That's a huge colony. Of... That's millions of bees. Oh my God. Dude. Well, that when you looked at the hallway, this hallway was probably 40 feet long, and I'm not kidding. You would have not been able to throw a ball against the wall without hitting bees. Like I know that's maybe a I don't I don't know how else to explain it. Like you would be unable to walk through this hallway without bees flying and hitting you in the face. There were so many. It was to the point where when I woke up and I opened the door, I'm not kidding. If I literally had to leave because of an emergency, I would have had to call 911 and they would have had to bring a fire department up there to spray the bees off the wall. Like there's no way you could have got in and out of there. Like it was insanity. She should be fired first of all. All right. Why do I'm going to continue on? If you'd like to you know, eventually, I, no, I'm not going to call them out. There were, they did shit like fire extinguishers got used and they never replaced them. And oh I started, my God. I started collecting the fire extinguishers and putting them in the office. And by the time I got to four of them sitting wait, in the office, wait, wait.
1: wait, who the fuck's using all the fire
0: extinguishers? Well, I don't. <laughs>
1: What the fuck is going on in Here's, your apartment
0: I, I moved in when I'd walk around, and I saw one, I would just grab it. So they may have been used for years, and no one oh. knew. Oh, because God. the other part of this, too, is I don't know if the... like, Look, dude, the fire department would come into my store and check my fire extinguishers, and I honestly don't think they ever checked my fire extinguishers.
1: Well, I was just going to say, doesn't the fire department should be checking those yearly.
0: Yeah, but also, if you have an apartment building that has... 900 units and how many fire extinguishers do you have in there on every floor you might miss a couple in weird spots and I think that's what it was like there were a couple that I found and they were in kind of weird spots and they were probably forgotten about and never actually Mm. checked because they didn't have tags on them so maybe they were used maybe somebody ripped the tag off and was like hey this thing needs to be replaced and they just never replaced it whatever the case may be or some of them I think were used and whoever the, the resident used it just put it back and again, dude, you say that, but there's kids. and How many times did you grab a fire extinguisher as a teenager and go shoot that thing? Never. Really? I never did dude, that. you fucking no, missed you. out, dude. How did you not do that? You totally missed out. Shooting fire digging, extinguishers at each other is fun. I was doing other malicious shit. God, did you yeah, remember? Like no, We used to have that. Roman candle fights. Yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> Fourth oh, yeah. of July came around. That would be the most exciting thing is we can shoot each other with Roman candles. Yeah. No, no, I never did the fire extinguisher fight, though. Dude, you're fucking, Damn, you're missing I out. You go out. to work tomorrow and just shoot someone with a fire extinguisher. I might have to. I'm going to fuck up some of my coworkers with the fire extinguisher. <laughs> yeah, make sure you're not using one of those crazy, like, acidic ones, though, that, like, are there mm. to kill, like, water or whatever. Because there's a few of those different ones, like the battery acid ones. You can't use those ones.
1: You know what? I work with a guy that's a volunteer firefighter. I bet you he can give me some cool shit. I'll have to talk to him.
0: Dude, we were at this, um, this Halloween party, and we had a firefighter friend there, and he brought this this like stick thing and it and it was this this like a hard rubber okay that's the kind of the consistency it had and it was blue and i was like what's this he's like they're fire starter sticks i was like fire starter sticks go on and (laughs) (laughs) so we're standing around the fire pit and we were already pouring bottles of really cheap vodka on the fire to get it going And uh, he was like, yeah, dude, these fire starter sticks, we use them when we do controlled burns because they burn for a really long time. They burn really hot and you can't pull them off the thing that they stick to. So like once you light it, it turns into like a jelly and you can't get it off. And I was like, we have to try this. (laughs) So we're out in the backyard just trying to stick this thing to all sorts of different stuff in the fire. Like, what could we get it to stick to in the fire? Could we get it to stick to a bottle and walk around with a bottle lit on fire? Like Would it melt the bottle because it burns so hot? Like What could we light on fire with these things? Oh, man. And inevitably, somebody always gets burned, and that's when everyone stops, and, and we just go and do another keg stand.
1: You always burn people. I remember my going-away party. You threw a whole box of fucking bottle rockets and shit in the bonfire, and I watched people scatter like it was Beirut. So... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fucking diving under cars <coughs> and shit. So, we 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 had a big bonfire. We had all these fireworks and like look, look. And inevitably, at the end of any fireworks celebration, whenever you go buy your illegal fireworks, you have all those stupid little bottle rockets that everybody hates. And I don't know if you've ever seen these videos, and I'll post one of these videos later because they're super cool. Where people uh, take fence, like chain link fence, and they line it with fuse, and then in the little squares of the chain link fence, they pack these full of those bottle rockets. Really? And they'll do 100,000 of these things. And 100,000 of those bottle rockets go off in about 45 seconds. It's the coolest thing. Anyway. I
1: have spare cattle panel and a fireworks store down the street. I may have to give that a shot. There you go.
0: I'll send you the videos because it's really kind of cool, but you have to be very careful because it burns the shit out of these fields. Anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> So we don't we do finished, it in the front yard then, huh?
1: Yeah, we'd finished okay. lighting
0: off all the good fireworks, like all the fun stuff, and like we all threw those little fireworks at each other all night. Those little bottle rockets, you have them; they're on the little red stick, and you throw them at each other, and it's kind of fun. So by the end of the night, you're so sick of these things, and they just sit around the house for months. I was like, oh, I hate these things, dude. Like, let's just get rid of these, whatever. And there's just a big group of people standing around this bonfire out in the middle of the desert. And so I opened up all these bottle rockets, and it's probably two packs, so what, four hundred of them. And I was like, I am just going to take these and I'm just going to go casually, nonchalantly just walk by, just drop in the fire and then just peace out. So (laughs)
1: there's probably (laughs) 12 people
0: standing around I just kind of drop them in and everyone's just kind of looking at me like watching me kind of walk and then I start running. And just as I start running, you hear, and just blowing up and it sounded like you were in Fallujah and everyone's diving behind the cars, freaking out. And I'm just laughing hysterically watching everybody run. It was the funniest shit that I had ever done to that point. And everybody... Everybody actually thought it was funny. I don't remember anybody being super pissed.
1: Well, yeah, nobody got hurt. It was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking definitely sketchy.
0: So there's another night, uh, me and one of my buddies, man, we we went out as a group, and we were all like, hey, let's just go up to the mountain. We'll go up there and camp for the night. All right, so we're going to go. And uh, my one buddy, Phil, we we were building a little campfire, and I was trying to get this thing going. Unfortunately, there wasn't a lot of wood that was up there, and we didn't bring much firewood with us. So it was kind of crappy trying to get it started because there's no kindling around. So, of course, we were using some Girl Scout water. And again, Girl Scout water is just straight, like, lighter fluid. And Phil had a bag of flammables. (laughs) I was like, what, dude? And when we were getting off our camping gear, he's just like, hold on, I got to grab my bag of flammables. What What the fuck is a bag of flammables? He had, like not just a regular like plastic shopping bag. Think about like a nicer bag that you like the big paper handled ones you get from Whole Foods or you get from like the grocery store. Like Cause... the reusable ones? Yeah, kind of okay. like that. So he had a bag of that filled with weird flammable goods. Just like all sorts of crap. He had some lighter fluid in there. He had some paint thinner in there. Like he had all sorts of just weird <laughs> stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, it will be perfect. You never know when it comes to handy. I need a bag of flammables. I was like, all right, dude, so bring it with you. <laughs> so we're up there, and I'm trying to get this thing started. He's like, I got just the thing. I was like, I think I have the fire started. And as I'm flicking the bick, I hear an aerosol can, psst. And he had plant cleaner. And this plant cleaner was crazy flammable. And he burned plant? off my eye. Yes, like it was a... T- Back in the day, everybody had fake plants everywhere. It's the silk plant cleaner. Oh, yeah, it's the right. silk plant cleaner. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, why do you have this? It's very 90. No one, no one has any of those fake plants in their house anymore. But I heard the bit go, and I heard the aerosol spray, and I, I later found it without. The, it was the plant cleaner, but. He burned my eyebrows off, and I'm freaking out slapping my face because I could just feel the fire just it just kiss my entire face. And I'm freaking out <laughs> screaming, and he's just laughing hysterically, just laughing his ass off. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? And he just looks at me with just this can with this big green palm tree on it. It's fucking plant cleaner. And meanwhile, everybody's just looking at me, and I, I'm feeling my face, and I can, I can smell the burnt hair. And it's so overwhelming. I'm like, Oh my God, this overwhelming burnt hair smell. And I could, I reached up and felt my eyebrows were all like half singed and gone. And once he looked at me, he's like, Oh my God, your eyebrows are all messed up and just started laughing. And I was like, God, you're an asshole. But at the same time, it was funny.
1: You know, there's nothing like fun with fire when you're kids.
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah.
1: All right. I'll, I'll close with this one since we're getting close to our time here. Um, <clears throat> we were probably, I don't know, 16, we were in high school, and we used to all sneak out, well, not sneak, but after school we'd go to our friend Danny's house, because his mother was never home, he didn't have a dad, and, uh, yeah, he didn't have a dad, he was hatched, and um, <laughs> we used to get stoned after school, and one of our buddies, Dave, he was that kid that at 16 he had a full-on goatee, and he would always give everyone shit about, you know, not having facial hair at fucking 16 like him. And so one day we were all smoking and I passed him the bowl and he went to take it. He's like, pass me later. Say, said, yeah, I got it for you. Oh, okay. And he take, puts the piece to his mouth to take a hit and I go to light it and I... F- put it under his chin and lit his goatee on fire. <laughs> and it fucking ran up his face. His whole goatee was gone and he broke the piece and he's smacking himself in the face. It was just fucking hilarious. Oh, that's fucking great. But we do shit to his goatee all the time. There was numerous parties where he'd pass out and we'd shave fucking checkers in it and all sorts of shit. That'd be kind of cool though oh, if you did a good shave job. I'd leave it. Oh, he gets so fucking mad every time. You motherfuckers. Take me damn weeks to grow this back. Just get it over.
0: Get over, get it, <laughs> get over it, Dave. Damn, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah you know because you there was there's a lot of that kind of bullshit fucking play that you did you were like uh you remember lighting towels and you'd like like a fuzzy towel would light on fire and the fire would kind of crawl up it Fuck with that oh, all the yeah. time. I we lit one of my to friend's would... towels on fire like that once. I was in his bathroom and there's a lighter sitting there. I was just like, I'm fucking, I'm taking a shit. I'm just kind of lighting this towel. On fire. <laughs> and I like, I saw the thing. I saw the flame kind of like roll up it. And I ran my hand down it. and I thought I put it out. And I was just kind of hanging there. And the towel was damp. And as I'm sitting there shit, and I was like, something smells like it's on fire. I look over and the whole towel is just black. <laughs> Like, it's oh. smoldered black. I was like, oh, my God, this is just on fire. Shit, he's going to
1: smell it. You're at your buddy's house taking his shit, and you light his towel in his bathroom on <laughs> fire. You're a fucking asshole. Well, because
0: I, I do it to my towels all the time, too. Like, you just light it. It kind of creeps up, and you're like, oh, that's kind of cool, and it just burns the fuzzies off. Like, all right, it, no harm, no foul. Oh, God. We know Yeah, we do but in the this situation, in that whole towel just went up and just turned black. I was like, oh, shit. All right, so I ended up putting wow. this towel out. I had to go run it in some water. I was like, oh, man, I can't let him know I lit his towel on fire. So I took it, <laughs> I took it with me and uh, oh. took it home. And uh, I ended up throwing it at my neighbor's bushes, the same bushes that I shed, shed in once. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> my poor neighbor must have been like, what the hell? I bet yeah. you that's why he ripped all those fucking bushes out cuz he was like, well, probably I have to rip all these bushes out cuz all these kids keep throwing stuff in it. <laughs> oh man, well uh, hold on. We I had I had another one. All right, I got I got one more Phil story for you, all right? I shouldn't I shouldn't talk to Phil anymore cuz the shit he did to me, but at the same time, I I would have done the same thing to him cuz it's hilarious. Uh, you guys did a ton of shit to each other. So, we went out to uh dinner one night and we we showed up to this restaurant there were a few other people we were meeting and we show up there and there's this uh this cop in the parking lot and uh, he asked him a question said something he's, you know whatever and he's like hey man just just for shits and grins uh before you go would you mind tasing my buddy and he pointed at me and I was like I don't I don't think I signed up for this I don't I don't think I signed up for this and the cop's like I I, I can't tase him because if I shoot this cartridge it has you know tagged things in it and and our camera goes off and it's going to record it so he's like I can't do that but you know what I can do I can drive stun him, and that's where he takes the cartridge off and tests it, and it's just like basically a stun gun that you have to just hit him with instead of oh. the tongs that come out, and he's like, because we have to practice every day, so when we take the cartridge <laughs> off and do the drive stun, you can hit it, and it'll still hit him with just the t- same taser juice, but it's just a quick hit, and he's like, I could do that, and I was like, I still don't think I signed up for this, and and my buddy looked at me and was like, hey, man, quit being a pussy, and I was like, all right, well, I've been challenged. I can't be a pussy now. All right, let's do it. And I was like, "But you got to catch me. You can't let me hit the ground." He's like, "All right, man, I'm going to catch you." And the cop's like, "No, no, no, really. Like, you you can give me in trouble. You you got to catch him. You can't let him hit the ground." And my buddy's like, "Yeah, yeah, I got, I got it. Don't worry, I'll catch him. I'll catch him." So, we're standing there. And I'm facing the cop, and I'm looking at him. I got my hands out because I don't know what my hands are going to do, and I'm just kind of hanging out, you know, waiting. And and my buddy Phil's standing behind me, and I can feel his hands on my back. Okay. And so no. I kind of feel him pushing against me. I'm like, all right, he's got me, he's got me. And as soon as this cop hits me, I don't know if you've ever been tased, man. Have you ever been tased? Have you ever been no. hit with a stun gun?
1: Well, not a good one. We used to have my buddy had one. His mom had one. Are you we talking used about to Yoshi? Fuck each other. Yeah, we used to fuck each other up with it.
0: Yeah, shut all the he lights off with in that the house thing a couple and... times.
1: Yeah. So um, anyway, go ahead. that thing fucking
0: hurt, dude. That cause... yeah, it did. not Cause it, I, I, if you've never been tased, your whole body like it feels like every muscle in your body is trying to relax, but at the same time as tense as possible. Yes. And it, it's this weird like, as soon as it's done hitting you, you feel like you know when you go to the gym and you've overdone it just a little bit, and when you you sit down in the morning to take a shit, you're like, oh, I don't think I'm gonna be able to get off this toilet. It's it's that feeling, but over your entire body after you get hit. Would you agree? That's pretty fair. So as I'm sitting there. I can feel his hands on my back. And the cop hits me and my whole body goes through that that I can't shit feeling. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, I'm falling. And I can't stop myself. And I land on the ground and I'm just there like barely can move. And I'm kinda like, Alright, I'm kinda coming back too after just it takes a second or two to really get your bearings. And I look up and I'm like, dude, you let me fall. What the fuck? And he's like, Yeah, I thought it would be funny. And he is just laughing hysterically. <laughs> Because it was his entire idea to get me tased, I'll catch you, and then just lets my ass fall. Because he was afraid of getting shocked if he touched me.
1: Yeah, feels a dick.
0: Oh my god, dude, but I laugh so hard. Because I look back and I'm like, I would have done the exact same thing. I don't want to get tased. <laughs> yeah. I just was not, yeah, I, sure. I was not smart enough or quick enough to challenge him like that first. Anyway, all right, that's where we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for this week. If you could please remember again, subscribe to the show, follow us on Twitter at TOD Podcast, and share us with a friend. Thank you again so much for listening. We will see you all next week. Have a good one.